LinkedIn. You deserve to hear better and live well. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from Evia Hearing and Sound. With recent developments in over-the-counter hearing aids, we want to make sure you are cared for and have the information you deserve. FDA-approved OTCs are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss. But how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices starting at $399, but we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best, and that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffeen Avenue, online at ebahearing.com, check our ad in the Country Bounty, or call 674-8920. That's 674-8920. At Stiefel, we specialize in helping investors like you build and preserve your wealth, and when the time comes, pass it along to future generations. If you have questions regarding your important financial goals, planning for retirement, giving to your favorite charity, or leaving a legacy for your heirs, Contact me, Patrick Johnson, at Stiefel Investments in Sheridan, 672-3434. Stiefel Investments, member SIPC and NYSE. Moss Holders wants to help increase your comfort in 2023. So right now, every mattress is on sale. Come try out a new Beautyrest Black Hybrid or a Serta Perfect Sleeper mattress. With 19 models to choose from, Moss Holders has a mattress to fit your body type and your budget. After selecting your favorite mattress, customize your comfort by choosing new pillows, sheets, or an adjustable base to raise your head and feet. Add more comfort to your life this new year with a new mattress from Moss Holders. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with Wrap Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. Call Wrap Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with Wrap Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state, so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Oh, did you inherit a home that you don't want? Maybe it's run down or in the part of town that you don't like. And dealing with getting it cleaned up and listed is one more thing that you don't need on the plate. Wire Renovation is here to help. No matter the condition or the location, Wire Renovation will take a look and make you a cash offer with minimal bank involvement. WireRenovation.com bringing the properties back to life. Joey's Fly Fishing in Glazed and Confused invites you to a community rod building clinic for youth and adults ages 10 and up. 
Friday, February 3rd from 5 to 8 p.m. and Saturday the 4th from 9 to 2. You must attend both sessions. The cost is just $100. Space is limited and the first five people to sign up for this community rod building clinic receive a free custom fly reel to go with their new rod. So hurry down to Glazed and Confused, 1935 Coffee and Avenue and sign up today. You're invited to the 6th Annual Little Goose Ranch Production Sale, January 28th at Buffalo Livestock Auction. Selling will be 50 yearling Angus bulls and 12 open yearling heifer mates. This is an outstanding set of registered black Angus bulls featuring progeny influenced by top-named sires such as Coleman Resource, Ranger and Bravo, Sitz Ballot, and others. Free wintering and delivery within 500 miles. Visit littlegooseranch.com for further information. Make plans. Join us in Buffalo, January 28th, 1 p.m. for the Little Goose Ranch production sale. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. This morning, due to the weather outside, I am calling in. My first guest knows all about how quickly the weather can turn in the Cowboy State. From the University of Wyoming, I am joined by the Director of Institutional Communications, Mr. Chad Baldwin. Good morning, Chad. Good morning, Floyd. Uh, now, how's the weather in Laramie right now? Well, we did. we did get a little snow overnight, uh, and it's pretty chilly. Uh, yeah, but, you know, one thing that's been nice this week, Floyd, it hasn't been very windy. Oh, that's got to be nice down there, especially in Laramie. That's usually kind of the big problem down there, isn't it? Yeah, that sure is. Now, uh, one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about, I saw the other day, I ran this story. Recently, a team of University of Wyoming students became one of seven student team, selected to advance to a second phase of NASA's 2023 Micro-G Neutral Buoyancy Experiment Design Team, or it's known as NEXT, and this is a design challenge. Chad, is this the same uh, team and the same contest that ran last year for the Cowboy Claw, or is this something different? Now, this is a different one, Floyd. This is a different team for, on a different part of uh, of NASA's, uh, you know, lineup of of needs, I guess. You know, this is about uh, a tool to uh, help, uh, you know, similar to the claw, but this is different in that this is about uh, uh, being able to zip tie in microgravity. So you've got to install a zip tie in microgravity. Isn't, isn't that kind of interesting to think? Up in space, they need zip ties. <laughs> oh, they do. It, it really, really is. And yeah. I think about the dexterity that is needed when those astronauts are outside working on that and how big those gloves are. That's got to be extremely yeah. difficult. Yeah, now this is called the lunar lasso. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, how does it work? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly, Floyd, to be honest with you. I just know that they have a... They have a, a they've developed a 
uh, a piece of equipment to do it. That is amazing. Uh, now, what? So the challenge that they needed to overcome was getting a zip tie, uh, either a process or a machine, to help astronauts get that done. Yep. Did they ever tell you about the process that they had to use to get to that, or? Uh, n- not in any detail, Floyd. No, and what they what they have to do now is they have to demonstrate it, right? And so they're gonna they're gonna do that in Houston, um, uh, and, and uh, you know be able to sh- to show everybody. And I, I suspect they'll do a video. They did that if you remember with the claw thing that they had. Uh, the other team. Oh had. yeah, that was great. And, and so, uh, and so, I, I suspect we'll be able to, you'll be able to see it, uh, um, and 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 that'll be much better than somebody trying to describe it. <laughs> you know, I'm really curious as to how this thing works. The cowboy claw, I could get a general idea in my mind, but the ingenuity, you know, that went behind both of these designs is amazing. But to think, how would I zip tie an object with Fingers that are, gosh, three times the size of normal fingers. It, it would just—it's really fascinating to me. Who were the students that designed this thing? So this is a team of students in our College of Engineering and Physical Sciences, and they're called the the Space Rangers. That's their official name of their team. And we got uh, a student from Western Wyoming, uh, uh, an Alpine, Garrett Post. Two students from Cheyenne, Austin Williamson and Daniel Whistler. Uh, uh, and then a few students from Colorado, Isaac Sirek of Broomfield, Abigail Hobbs of Denver, and Tyler Brewer and Nicholas Shields of Littleton. So, uh, uh, you know, we've got, you know, about, uh, we have a good mix of students here. Most, vast majority, of course, are from Wyoming, but we do have uh, Colorado and other states represented on campus as well. So there, this is a team built of all of them. I think this is fantastic. Uh, you know, this is the second time in, I think, in as many years that the University of Wyoming team has advanced forward with a design for a, a very practical problem in space. And it, a lot of this is things that, you know, those of us kind of stuck here on the, on the blue ball don't really understand, uh, you know, or, or may have a, a hard time kind of conceptualizing because – we don't know what it's like to operate in zero G, but things like the cowboy claw and this new zip tie invention, very practical, something that every astronaut team will probably load in the, in the shuttle before they take off. This is a great achievement, Chad. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got really smart students doing very cool things here, Floyd, in all disciplines. You know, engineering is maybe something you see it more of an applied type of science. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, the, we've uh, we've got lots of smart young people uh, with working with uh, amazing faculty, and and it's kind of fun to see. I mean, as an undergraduate student, you can come here to UW and you you get to do this kind of stuff. Uh, it's very cool. <laughs> it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, just out of curiosity, what became of the cowboy claw and and its uh, its creators? Uh, I. Floyd, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they where they ended up in in the competition, um, and you know if they're if that if it's being used by NASA or not. But you know they were up. I mean, there's a there were 
a, a number of schools involved, and uh, and I suspect you know I, I don't know for sure, but I suspect NASA draws uh, from from kind of probably all of the submissions, and maybe they come up with something that's a combination of ideas. Yeah, that's that's actually a very uh, practical way of solving that problem. Just get the ideas from all these brilliant students and then take the best of that. But, you know, I watched that video about the, the cowboy claw all the way through, and I was absolutely fascinated that they were able to invent a device that was able to do what that did. Uh, basically, this thing wrapped around just about anything that you needed, and with yeah. some simple placement of the legs, it gripped onto any object. And in zero G, that is valuable to have. Now, I'm going to switch gears on you because you do have a lot of great research projects going on down there. And there are three proposed research projects that have been selected to receive funding for nuclear-related uh, research at UW. Chet, what are these three research projects? Sure. So uh, just to, for a little background, Floyd, the, the uh, we all we know that uh, nuclear is in uh, re kind of re-emerging maybe uh, um, industry in Wyoming. We've had uranium mining for many years, but now uh, you know we're going to have a uh, a nuclear uh, uh, you know power reactor, a, a small scale one going up in Kemmer, and there's a potential for more. So. Uh, so the university is uh, is responding to that uh, emerging need, and and um, so we have our School of Energy Resources has a um, has created a a, a, a nuclear energy uh, research center, and is offered to faculty uh, some funding to 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 pursue projects. So we have three that were selected, uh, one of them by our, our professor in civil and architectural engineering. That's going to be uh, uh, looking at a study of, of manufacturing components for small nuclear modular reactors. So this is this is rather than just you know everything is built elsewhere and comes to Wyoming and is assembled here. It's that maybe we could actually mm -hmm. manufacture components of these reactors. So that's one one of the uh, one of the projects. Another one is uh, uh, establishing a nuclear chemistry core facility at the university. I'll be honest with you. I'm not ex exactly sure what that is, but it, it's uh, this is a, a one of our chemistry department professors. So this would be more maybe about the the mix of substances that that, that you have, you know, in these reactors. And then the third one is our, in, uh, from our department of geology, geology and geophysics, and this is uh, this is looking more at uranium deposits in the state and how we can uh, you know, produce uranium that could be used in these reactors. This is amazing because the university is going forward with projects that sound at least like they're going to bring possibly some jobs to the state. Uh, you know, I to be able to go to work in a factory or a development center that would develop even just the smaller components of a nuclear-powered facility would be a pretty amazing job. And like you said, they, the idea of this power source uh, has really started to reemerge throughout the country. It's become much safer. Um, you know, we still take precautions uh, for the worst-case scenario. But, you know, I think nuclear energy is really kind of turning a corner 
in American history. I, I myself am pretty excited about the new power plant that's going in. And these research projects sound like they're just going to do uh, a great job of possibly creating ancillary industries around it. Absolutely, Floyd. And there's that piece of it. Then there's the piece that I'll come back to as a student coming to UW, even as an undergraduate, you're, you're going to have a chance to, to participate in this sort of research. Uh, and so uh, that's, really, that's really cool to think about, too. Absolutely. Now, something like this. Uh, I mean, this could really open up an entire career field. This is a major opportunity for students. Students who participate in this kind of research can add that not to the, not just to their resume, but, I mean, they can use the experience from the lab for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a whole career track here, Floyd, on multiple levels. Absolutely. There's amazing things going on down there at UW. And, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that, the, you know, UW has had some great advances throughout the years, but I feel like maybe in the past three or four years, maybe it's because I'm getting to know the university a little bit better. It just feels like there's been a big progression over the last few years. Is, is that true? Am I correct in that assessment? Or, or has this kind of been par for the course? Uh, I think Floyd, it's it's. Uh, I think the university's been been uh, producing this sort of work for many years, but you may be right. I mean, I have to, I'd have to look at some you know analytics and numbers to be able to see if it's validated what you said. But, um, but uh, we're you know as the team that puts out the news about this stuff, we certainly are have our hands full with uh, the num the volume of uh, seems to seems to definitely be going up in from our perspective. Absolutely, uh, and and you guys do a fantastic job down there keeping us all up to date on what's happening, uh, and we're going to talk about some more when we come back. We're going to continue with the University of Wyoming. This is Public Pulse on 930 Care. 3.9 FM. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing match donation from Shared Media as part of their community commitment. School District number three is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Shared Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The Wyo Theater presents National Theater Live's production of Book of Dust, tomorrow evening at 6. This gripping adaptation revisits Philip Pullman's fantastical world in which waters are rising and storms are brewing. Two young people and their demons find themselves at the center of a terrifying manhunt. And as the waters rise around them, powerful adversaries conspire for mastery of dust. Tickets for Book of Dust are available online now at wyotheater.com. Was one of your New Year's resolutions taking better care of your car? 
It all starts with maintenance, and Midas Tire and Auto's here to help you start off the new year right. Midas has money-saving offers on what it takes to keep your vehicle running smoothly, from oil changes to changing fluids. Make your car last longer by following the maintenance schedule in your owner's manual. Till the end of the month, save an extra 15% on oil changes and recommended maintenance at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. The good news we've all been waiting for is here at last. Brackleton's will be reopening January 31st. Reservations only, lunch 11 to 2, dinner 4 to 9. You'll be happy to see your favorite Brackleton servers, bartenders, chefs, and kitchen staff, and they're eager to see you, too. Brackleton's is proud of their new look and can hardly wait to hear what you think. So be sure to make your reservations for Brackleton's, where good food is still good mood. Brackleton's, fine food and spirits, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's shared in Buffalo and Gillette. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and deli bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember when your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't attached to your shoulders? Well, we can't fix that. But most everything else, at the Health Nut, on Sheridan's 5th Street. Download your favorite Sheridan Media radio station app to your smartphone. It's easy, and you can listen to your favorite station anytime and any place right from your phone. Type in sharedamedia.com forward slash app. Choose the station you want to download, select install, wait for the app to download. Listen to your favorite Sheridan Media radio station anywhere, anyplace, anytime. Sharedamedia.com forward slash app. Sharedamedia.com forward slash app. Welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I'm speaking with the Director of Institutional Communications, Mr. Chad Baldwin. We've talked about the amazing team working to solve problems with NASA through a contest. UW, yet again, is in the top teams for the nation, in the nation to take part in that. And uh, very proud of our cowgirls and cowboys who are participating in that contest. Now, the Firearms Research Center, housed at the University of Wyoming College of Law, has officially launched after earning faculty approval and private financial support. Chad, I've only got maybe a minute or two left with you, but what are they going to be doing down there? So um, there's a real void as you look around the country, Floyd, and part of it's because it's – such a, uh, a divisive issue, perhaps in some, certainly maybe not as much in Wyoming, but elsewhere. And uh, and 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 so we have a law professor named George Maxari, who uh, is an expert on the Second Amendment, and uh, and has established this Firearms Research Center, which is going to be for academics and lawmakers, members of the media, the public, uh, to explore the uses and roles of firearms in our society, past and present. 
So this is a nonpartisan or, uh, entity that will do research on firearms. And, uh, um, and Professor Moxery's idea also is that he'll produce attorneys who are prepared to work in the firearms industry. Wow, that's, that's fascinating and so needed in this day and age. Uh, will they eventually be able to appear on radio shows and engage in discussions, or is this going to be primarily research to be uh, taken from a source? Uh, uh, Professor Moxari is very happy to talk to people, talk to the media, talk to others at, uh, on, on a whole host of firearms-related topics. As I said, he's, a real, he's an expert on the Second Amendment, has published even books about the Second Amendment and firearms, and so he's... he's He'll, he'll share that expertise with anyone. Well, that's fantastic. How did and, and real quick, how did this come about? Just because uh, he saw that void in nonpartisan discussion? Yeah, he's, I think he's seen that void for a while. What's allowed him to move forward is he's secured some private funding to be able to move to, to bring oh, this to Pat together. So that's that's been that's the new great. development. And so, uh, uh, and I, you know, I think maybe he's even looking for some more private support, but. Uh, um, he's very excited, and he has a number of partners in this. Uh, and uh, um, one of them is the former director of the the, uh, uh, the the firearms museum at Cody, at the Buffalo Bill Center of the West. And so, there's a lot of expertise coming together, and it's going to be a a great asset for the state and really for the whole country. Absolutely. I completely agree with you on that, and that void does need to be filled. Chad, I want to thank you for joining us today and keeping us up to date on the great things happening down there at our university. Appreciate it, Floyd. This is the Director, and County Library System, Mr. Cameron Duff. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Saturday, January 28th. Join the Wild Theater for a special musical collaboration unlike anything else. American Music Masters Sam Bush, Mike Marshall, and Edgar Meyer get together with George Meyer on the Wild Stage. The amazing blend of bluegrass and mandolin sounds with classical violin will make an evening of acoustic music that's in a class of its own. Don't miss this incredible concert with Bush, Marshall, Meyer & Meyer, one night only, Saturday, January 28th, 7 p.m. at the Wild Theater. Get your tickets today at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. Legacy Diamond and Gems is so thankful for your patronage in 2022, making it their most successful year ever. Striving for excellence at Legacy Diamond and Gems is always their top priority, and they are taking important steps this year to improve their overall efficiency and preparing for their complete store remodel. They are improving their service with new store hours, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, and 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Close Sundays and Mondays, Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing match donation from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. 
School District number three is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, shared media present, community commitment, member FDIC. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Three ranches, three films, three inspiring stories of commitment to Western heritage and wildlife. Join Sheridan Community Land Trust, the Wildlife Fund, the Nature Conservancy in Wyoming, and the Wyoming Migration Initiative on January 25th for a free screening of My Wild Land at the Wyo Theater in Sheridan. Films start at 6.30. Panel reception and light refreshments to follow. RSVP at SheridanCLT.org. We'll see you at My Wild Land on January 25th. Mandy Koltiska from Century 21 BHJ Realty brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Santini is the life of the party. He's the kind of dog you need to earn his trust. He doesn't pass it out to just anyone, but once you're in his good graces, he transforms into a lovable sweet guy. Like most towns, he always has his nose to the ground and has the potential to become a great hunting companion. If Santini sounds like the dog for you, come and meet him today. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the director of the Sheridan County Library System, Cameron Duff. Good morning, Cameron. Good morning, Floyd. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just kind of having to do the show from my kitchen this morning. Oh, yeah. it's uh, The roads are kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, they are. How have operations been down at the library system so far this year? Um, they're not going too bad. Uh, we we definitely got some uh, additional activities um, and a lot more people coming in. I think the the cold weather uh, stopped us a little bit, but uh, overall pretty good. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, you know, I I actually had a question down here about that. Uh, do you feel that uh, the libraries have been busier since COVID? Like maybe that was like a resurgence in some way. Um, it's definitely been a resurgence. Um, there was a drop-off for uh, a couple of years, and um, we're starting to see some of the programming come back especially. Um, and so that's that's good news. I, I think the public is wanting certain things, and um, we no one was sure how to accomplish that. So it's great to see that uh, busier, even story times, you're seeing a lot more kids and families in. Wow. You know, I think it's one of those situations we've kind of talked about in the past where you don't know what you got until it's gone. Exactly, exactly. And so, it, yeah, it's great to hear that a lot of parents are getting out there. And, you know, another question I had was, are teenagers 
continuing to go in there. I know we had a big bump in kids reading with Harry Potter and, and the Twilight series as they got older. Has that continued? Oh, yeah. Um, you, the busiest time at the uh, all locations, but especially the Fulmer, um, right after school gets out. So the junior high kids are walking down the hill and um, very busy in the library at that time. And then you'll also see a lot of families walk in with their um, kids as well. So um, it's good to see. It's great to see that there's that many teens uh, coming back in the library and um, checking out materials and just, you know, well, waiting around with their friends. I want to say that they're all studying, but sometimes it's just a matter of they're using the computer and chatting and, and having a sort of like a wind down after school. So it's a great meeting uh, location and um, well used by uh, a team. So it's good to see that resurgence. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Kids are using their library as a hangout place. And and I know maybe there might be some, you know, trepidation there on some parts where they're like, oh, these kids are hanging out. But, I mean, they're hanging out at the library. And, and to be completely honest, as a parent, you kind of couldn't ask for more at that stage. Well, yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, I remember as a teen, and there were a lot worse places you could hang out. So I, I, that's the, the only thing you could look at it is um, it's a good place for them to be, but they could be in a lot uh, more difficult situations. Um, I think it's going to uh, – <laughs> because of the winter, it's cold. You know, we definitely will see um, a lot of more kids in. As the weather improves, yeah, they're going to hang out outside, and that's perfectly fine. Um, from the adult side of things, uh, just realize when you come in the library, it's going to be a little louder than normal. And <laughs> that's, that's just the way teens are. And we can have problems, uh, and then we can have good days, but overall it's the noise level that we get the most complaints about. And we try to keep it under control, but you get 12 kids in, in an area and it's going to be loud. I, they get excited. They, they're trying to wind, wind down after uh, a long day at school. So that's the, if that's the biggest problem, then I, I'm okay with that. And, and yeah, uh, that is a fantastic problem to have. When my little yes. girl was in school uh, over here in Buffalo, uh, her and her friends had come over and hang out. And, and most of the time it was quiet, but, you know, when the teens are looking for snacks, there would just be a tornado of activity and names and giggles. And then all of a sudden it would all just fall silent again, and maybe you'd hear a fork fall off a shelf in the background or something. It was, yeah. But it, th those are the good problems to have. Like you said, you know, they could be somewhere it, else. Okay, absolutely. So, uh, we, yeah, by the time 6 o'clock rolls around, most kids have been picked up and and they're on their way to other activities. But um, it's just a, a booming environment from about 3.30 to 5.30 especially. And again, fantastic to hear that our library is a booming environment for teenagers. It's great to hear. Great problem to have. Now, one thing that you and I have talked a lot about in the past is construction projects. It's something that, you know, if – from my perspective, since I joined the team up there at Sheridan Media, it seems like the, the libraries have been doing a lot of work over the last couple of years. Uh, and, 
you even have more projects on the horizon. Could you tell us about that? Yeah. So uh, this this latest one, we were going to be remodeling the inner circle, the children's area, and we have to redo our uh, fire and security alarm system. So it's been on the books, and I, I think we've chatted about this for months. Uh, we got delayed about nine months in total for this project. We had the funding secured, but we couldn't. Um, guaranteed that contractors would bid on the project because last summer it was just so busy for contractors. So we purposely delayed all of this into a, an off-season where um, some of the contractors are just looking for something for a couple months, uh, get them um, through the winter until the contracts begin again in the spring. So we're hoping, there was a good turnout at the pre-bid meeting, so we're hoping we get some great uh, bids on it. We wanted to go local. We didn't want this to go out of state. So tomorrow is uh, the day that all bids are due, and then the trustees um, have a meeting scheduled for February the 2nd at noon to award the contract. Now, I, I say award it, uh, but if all the bids come back and it's twice the amount that we budgeted, eh, we may have to rethink. Um, but if everything comes in line with the architects say, um, the February 2nd would be awarded and then they would start construction February 15th. And then the chaos really starts for the public. Um, there should be about two to three months where they're working on these areas. And during that time, there's going to be disruption. There's going to be noise. There's going to be hammering and drilling and um, tearing out of stuff. So we, it'll be inconvenient for a while, but we're hoping the end product everyone will be um, satisfied with. Now, during that pre-bid meeting, that were prices discussed. Uh, you know, I, I talked to a lot of individuals who were doing construction projects, and the one thing that seems to be kind of average and, and you know, I say this a lot, but par for the course is the idea that uh, a lot of materials have become much more expensive since inflation, since COVID. During that pre-bid discussion, were prices discussed on materials that will have to be used in that bid? So the actual prices were not discussed. So uh, when contractors come in, they, they don't share that information because there's other competitors sitting right next to them. The uh, architects got together with us last year, and we had budgeted 400000 for everything in the project. And they said, you're probably going to have to bump up the project um, upper limit. So the Library Foundation raised a little bit more. We got to 600000 So that's our um, cap on everything that we can do. And um, I guess the caveat that was discussed during the um, pre-bid meeting was more of if a supply or a product is unavailable, there's a delay in delivery, then there's discussion about um, can we extend out the project date. So that was the biggest um, discussion, not the cost of it, but delivery times of materials. So they're supposed to finish up construction by May 31st. If everyone had gone out and, and did a a check with their suppliers and something couldn't come in till June 15th, then uh, we as the, the library will extend that date. That was the only discussion. Okay. So, uh, and, and I know you guys have been waiting on, uh, you know, a long time to get this done, but yeah. 
Uh, and, and uh, you know, I don't know the library really well. Can you describe the inner circle as it looks right now? So the inner circle is our largest meeting room. Currently, it uh, seats a capacity of 70. Um, and when 70 chairs are in there, it's kind of tight. It's, it's not necessarily a uh, um, breathing room. Um, but it's more of a, I, I want to say, like stadium. You get steps going down into a pit. And uh, it used to be in the children's theater um, style, so they would have puppet shows and everything back when this was built in 74. What they have to do this time is they have to fill in that um, pit. And it's, it's a foam block, um, sand, concrete um, mixture. They, they put it all in there to make it level. This will allow us to have tables and chairs. Before, you could only have chairs. Um, because of the steps. Um, so it's going to increase the capacity for meetings that need that table space. The orientation will also switch. So right now you're facing one direction to look at a screen. We just turn it around, face the other. We'll have TV screens that will project things rather than a screen and projector. We're putting in a hearing loop, um, which will help if you have a someone with a Bluetooth hearing aid, they'll be able to tap into it if someone um, is hard of hearing uh, to help with that. And then it's just some of the technology will be increased in there, make it more conducive to modern meetings rather than just a um, presentation and speaking using your own voice. We can add that tech side to it to help those with hearing impairments. So that's the, the main thing. Um, if you're looking for meeting space right now, yeah, it's going to be disrupted for about three months. There are other options, of course. You guys have other meeting rooms. They just happen to be a little bit smaller. I think the, with the addition yeah. of, of the Bluetooth hearing ring, I think that is a fantastic addition. I've spoken with Aaron Butler out at the Y.O. Theater, and uh, she talked about the success of this technology and how it has opened up a whole new world for so many individuals who uh, suffer oh, from yeah. uh, a hearing impairment. And, and like uh, you said, Aaron has it at the Wild Theater. That's where we uh, even heard about it. Um, so we're, we're copying them and their success and we hope it will be helpful to individuals moving forward. Um, just some of the changes, um, if you have a wheelchair or your walker or, or crutches or anything, just not having to go down those stairs is, is a huge deal as well. So our hope, our, our plan is to make this more um, accessible to those that might struggle with either hearing impairment or uh, visual and or uh, just you know, you don't want to deal, deal with stairs. Well, that's pretty amazing, and, and it's going to open up the library to a lot more people, which I think is great, or at least that room, the inner circle. Yeah. Now, let's let's switch some gears and talk about some upcoming events and programming out there at the library. Free Build Fridays. This, uh, you know, Legos are a huge thing for kids. They're fantastic for the imagination. Tell me about uh, Free Build Fridays. Yeah, we, you know, uh, we, we tried the Lego building as a, a set time, like one hour, and it was so popular that we went ahead and just expanded it out. And so instead of a T 
teaching or having a presentation and here you're building this one item, we just open it up. We have uh, thousands of Lego pieces. So anytime between 10 a.m. and 4.30 p.m., come down to the Fulmer Library, the children's area. It's in their um, theater. And you just have fun. We have grandparents coming in with their grandkids. We um, have dads coming in with their kids. It's just a lot of fun. You don't. It doesn't matter what age you are. Um, Legos could still uh, bring back those memories as a child. I remember playing with Legos, and I have a blast with my kids um, building stuff with Legos. So that's the purpose. Um, just go ahead and, and have fun with your kids. Um, and then if you have younger kids, we also have the Duplo. So it's a, a bigger block, um, easier to put together for younger kids. So just have fun with it. And, you know, uh, you talked about growing up as a kid playing with Legos. Uh, some of my fondest memories, you know, living with my father in Auburn during winter was always kind of rough, uh, you know, especially at night. You weren't going outside. And so him and I would stay in, and he would build uh, these massive shovels and other pieces of heavy construction and, and dig equipment and then just let me play with them until they were completely broken. <laughs> you know, but those were <laughs> some of awesome. my fondest memories uh, with my dad because he was, he was, you know, one of those people who just had a very engineering mind. And so he, could, he taught yeah. me how to solve problems with the use of, you know, a simple block. Uh, that sounds fantastic, and, and I'm glad that you guys can participate in building those memories. Well, uh, it, well it, beyond that, it's, you're, you're looking at the creativity aspect of this. Is you want to have the enjoyment of reading, and you want the kids to excel at the literacy aspect, but sometimes to uh, truly expand your mind and, and say, what is it that I want to be creative and think outside the box? Building stuff with Legos makes your mind just uh, open up and say, I can build anything I want. There is no right or wrong. You call it a dinosaur, that's a dinosaur. It's, it's just, you can do so much with that. And um, we just want kids to not only have fun at the library, but to open up their minds and think outside the box, be creative, expand um, enjoyment. And that does carry over into reading as well, if you're able to open your mind and and uh, just have fun with uh, the time that you're exploring at the library. You know, my first guest this morning was Chad Baldwin from the University of Wyoming. He talked about these brilliant students down there that are participating in these challenges for NASA, helping astronauts uh, with very practical problems while in a zero-G environment. You know, it's kids like that who've played with Legos and use their imagination that go on to become these brilliant students who come up with fantastic, out-of-the-box ideas that end up solving problems like that. Oh, absolutely. And that I, so important. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that because uh, you, you think a problem can't be solved, and then you get a kid in there, and they find a way to to do it. So I'm glad that UW's able to partner with NASA on that and, and do that. But yeah, they start off just by tinkering around with something and uh, they're going, hey, I can do this. And that's all we want. Have fun with building and uh, let the problems uh, get solved by the kids as, as they get, get older. That's right. 
Now, the story branch has got a game night. What, when is that, and, and what kind of games do they play out there? So um, they do have a game night, and it, it really is going to depend on that particular week. So it's Tuesdays at 5 p.m., but they, they try to open it up. So depending on the age that comes, they might do a board game um, that's more like uh, five or six kids all at once. Or if there's only a couple, you might switch it over to a different type. So it's, again, just trying to say bring your your kids, your your parents out, and just have fun together as a family. And it just happens to be at the library. And while you're at the library, you know, check out a book while you're you're out. But our our goal is to find a, a safe and fun environment for kids and families to to enjoy. And you know, it like you said, it's a it's a great reason to grab the family, head to the library, have a good time. That's not video games, and I've got nothing against video games at all. I myself am a gamer. I love my video games. But one thing that my wife and I share in common, we also loved board games. And and, uh, sitting down to some of these classic board games like Clue or when we went camping, we played I don't know how many hours worth of Uno. But it's something different. It's, It's, you know, you're playing with each other. And and game nights for families, I feel, are really important and something that really builds a lot of memories, you know. And, and it's just great to hear that the library is also part of that because, like you said, you know, hey, we're up here. Why don't you go pick out a book? Why don't you pick out something to read for the next week? Yeah. But now, uh, you also look at the, the flip side is, like, if you're a child at home um, on a Friday night and you're saying – man, I want to play this board game, but I don't have enough players. Yeah, that's how we're able to also adapt it. So if you think you're just one or two people, still come to the library. We'll go ahead and um, match you up with some other people. And a lot of those board games are more fun when you have four to six versus one to two. Yes, absolutely. I've got two board games here in the house that I haven't gotten enough people to play with me just yet. <laughs> I've got to work on making more friends and, and getting those board games uh, dug out. Um, now, uh, I've only got about a minute left with you. Uh, I just wanted to uh, ask you just real quick. Oh, oh one more time, well, Cameron. We're out, when time. Is that, that, <laughs> we're out of time. When does that game night take place? Um, it's, it's every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. up at the Story Branch Library. All right, Cameron, thank you for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. Thank You've you. been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Jared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing match donation from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. School District number three is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, shared media present, community commitment, member FDIC. Start the new year off right with a brand new mattress from Moss Holders. Right now, every single Serta, Simmons, and Beautyrest mattress is on sale. Moss Holders has 19 models to choose from, so you can find the mattress that best fits your body, your sleep style, and your budget. Whether you prefer super firm, incredibly soft, or somewhere in between, Moss Holders has a mattress that will help you sleep better through the night. 
Improve your mornings in 2023 with a better night's sleep. That's Moss Holders Mattress Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. You know, back in the day, eggs and toilet paper were so plentiful that we used to throw them at the homes of our enemies. And the same goes today for your 4 side-by-side and snowmobile. They're no longer able to be tuned up by you or fixed by you. And if you do do it, you won't do it right. Enter Hando Service Center, where if you can't get your machine into the shop, Joel, come and get it, fix it up, tune it up, and bring it back easy-peasy, non-greasy. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. You're invited to the 6th Annual Little Goose Ranch Production Sale, January 28th at Buffalo Livestock Auction. Selling will be 50 yearling Angus bulls and 12 open yearling heifer mates. This is an outstanding set of registered black Angus bulls featuring progeny influenced by top-named sires such as Coleman Resource, Ranger and Bravo, Sitz Ballot, and others. Free wintering and delivery within 500 miles. Visit littlegooseranch.com for further information. Make plans. Join us in Buffalo, January 28th, 1 p.m. for the Little Goose Ranch production sale. You said I do. Now you need to visit and enter the new Sheridan Media Bridal Preview Sweepstakes on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Not only will you find vendors to help make your wedding day even more special, you can register to win over $1,500 worth of prizes. This year's vendors include Babe's Flowers, Cottonwood Kitchen and Home, Dynamic Sound and Lighting, The Barn in Bighorn, Firewater Smokehouse Grills, Salon 51, Schreffler Media, and The Gym Aesthetics. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing match donation from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. School District number three is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. KROE, Sharon.